0: continue with that, but it moves into kind of a new section, right, as we move into chapter six. So now it's how to honor God in the midst of everything also, not just how we look at inside of ourselves, but how, when we're serving God, how does that look in reality? And so it's, the way it was done is is not the way he wants it to keep being done because it wasn't necessarily honoring God in that way. He wants everything we do to honor God. So let's read Matthew chapter 6, verses 1 through 4. Starting in verse 1. Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward with your Father in heaven. So whenever you give to the poor... Don't sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be applauded by people. Truly, I tell you, they have their reward. But when you give to the poor, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret. And the Father who sees in secret will reward you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray today that you would just open our eyes to to what it is you want to change in each of our lives. Father, help us to understand what it is that, that you need us to be and what you want us to do. That we can serve you faithfully in everything that we have and, and that who we are, Father. Father, I pray that you would continue to walk, walk us in a, in a way of righteousness towards you, Father. Father, help us to have strong character and not just be worried about what the laws and the rules are, Father, but just to truly worship you from the overflow of our heart and that every action we have comes from that. Because, Father, you gave us so much joy and love and peace and mercy and kindness, Father, that that we could never run out of what you've given us. We praise you, we love you. You have name. Amen. So we have to ask ourselves, what is our goal when we are doing things in life? What is our outcome that we hope to do when we do something, right? And so it's talking here, do not be like the, uh, not practice your righteousness in front of others, just be careful, right? Be careful, do not practice it in front of others so that you may be seen by men, right? What is your goal when you do something, when you help somebody, what is your goal of doing it? We have to if we're thinking about doing something, there's probably an outcome that we want from it, right? When I go to work in the morning and go to school and I teach, right? I, I'm not going out there over the overflow of goodness out of my heart, right? I'm going there for one reason, that's to get paid. right? Ultimately, that's what keeps me going every day because there's some days I don't want to go. right? There's some days we don't want to get up and do our job that, that we have. Or something because we do, we have, but we have an ultimate goal, and that's to get something out of it financially benefit, right? But what about just living life? What is our goal? When we see somebody that needs help, why, we, why do we help? Why do we give our time, our effort, our food? What is the ultimate goal? Because those aren't things that just Christians do, right? right? Non-Christians, people who are lost, that that worship things other than God, they're willing to help people, but why? Right? They they do it to gain some favor, right? Whether it be, I, I'll scratch your back, you scratch mine, right? I, I help you, you help me. Those are things that the world does, and, and that's sometimes what we do too, so we have to be be careful in when we help people and when we do things that it's not about being seen by man, right? And gaining earthly praise for doing it. So we have to be aware of our reasoning for what the righteousness is that we are doing. So some of the things I thought of we could do, so are you doing, are you doing righteous things because you can build favor among man so that someone will owe you something someday? Right? Like I'm gonna help somebody I'm gonna help somebody mow their lawn, right? So that way later on they can if I need my if I need help one day they can come help me, right? To show how good we are. Right? I think we've all been there, right? I'm gonna go help that person because I want to look good. Um for pay. Maybe to win a prize, or maybe just to get the attaboy, right? I help just so that there's a good feeling when somebody says, Thank you for helping me. Right? Is that what we're seeking out? Is just somebody saying thank you? That little reward that we have? See, Satan wants those to be our goal. He wants our goal to be getting those things from the earthly aspect. By man. Right? Because if man's giving us a a reward, then we're getting what what we've earned. That reward here on earth. But if that's our goal and that's what we're seeking to get, then Satan's going to allow us to get those things. Right? And we get those things in a lot of other ways too. And, and those are things, those little rewards, those little earthly rewards, those are what lead to addictions here on earth. Well, that sounds crazy, right? With alcohol, there's a, there's a little bit of a reward in the fact that you forget pain, you forget suffering in that moment. Same thing with drugs. But there's another type of thing. Social media is another addiction that people go with. Right? They post something and people like it and comment on it. And it makes them feel good about themselves. They're getting a the reward for posting something everybody likes. Right? And so, I'm sure none of us have that problem in here. But there is the problem with people doing it. Right? So they... So students at school, they have to keep up certain streaks and post so many pictures a day and they they get rewarded for doing so. They get likes on it and they feel better about themselves and they have to ask the question, when, if nobody likes it, why does nobody like me? Right? Or look how great I am, I have these, like this many likes. But maybe we do that outside of that aspect and I don't know. There's so many different ways we can go with it. Each person, you can probably think of a way that you gain rewards in something in your life. But it goes on in that verse, it says, If you practice in front of others to be seen by them, it says, Otherwise, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. All right, so if you're doing it for reward here on earth, no matter how good it is, and no matter. You're gonna get that reward here on earth, but you're gonna lose a heavenly reward. I don't know about you, but I'm thinking the heavenly reward, while we can't have it here on earth, it may be a lot greater than what we can have here, right? Because the things we gain here, when we die, what happens to them? They go to the next person in our family, if there's anybody there, right? They waste away, they're useless when we die. We think of the the pharaohs in Egypt, they would, when they died, they would take everything with them. They'd pack it in the room so that they could take it with them to their spiritual place where they thought they were going. You know what happened to all this stuff? Looters went in and took it and stole it and used it here on earth because it was worthless where they were going. They couldn't take it with them. Even though they weren't going to heaven, they still couldn't take it with them. They they were they're suffering with nothing. Because you can't take earthly possessions with you when you die. And then it goes on it says, So, whatever you give to the poor, don't sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogue on the street, to be applauded by people. Truly I tell you, they have their reward. So how do we give to people? How do we give our love to people? How do we give righteous our righteous acts and our good things to people? Well, first we have to do it without ceremony, right? But have you seen people that announce? Look, well, I'm going I'm to go do this. I'm going to go help this person. Move. They announce it all over the place. We've all seen that. Heard people that are like that, right? And they talk about all the good things they're doing to help people, because. They're seeking a reward. They're seeking somebody here on earth to tell them you're doing a good job. You're doing great. You couldn't do better. But that's what they're seeking, so they're announcing it to everybody. And what they would do in, in the ultimate time, whenever they would help people, they would they would make everybody known that they were doing it. They would make an announcement. Here he comes. He's going to give all the money. But we see later on in Matthew, in, in the Gospels, where Jesus is watching the, watching people give offerings. And the rich people come and they just pour buckets of money and make all the noise they can because they want people to see how great they are in that moment. Even though they have plenty to give, but then there's a little lady that gives just a little tiny bit, everything she had. No fanfare. Nobody's paying attention to it because she has nothing to give, Right? The money she gave isn't worth anything in the, in the greater scheme of things for the earthly side of, of life. But Jesus was watching and said, That woman gave everything. She didn't make a big show, she just gave. And Jesus saw it. And he, he pointed out to the other side, it's like that person gave more than all the others combined. And we give in silence without the focus of, of gaining glory for ourselves. But we do things not for ourselves, for our glory, but for God's glory. So let's think about this. There was a, a woman that many of us probably haven't heard of before. A, girl, a woman named Pearl Good. Who's heard of Pearl Good. Nobody's heard of Pearl Good. Nobody? There's a reason we haven't heard of Pearl Good. She was a servant that didn't announce who she was. She didn't make a big splash for herself and make poster boards all over everything saying this is who I am. Matter of fact, she didn't even ask for people to help her along her way she was considered one of the greatest parts of Billy Graham's ministry. Who's heard of Billy Graham? Everybody's heard of him, right? Even Billy Graham said Pearl Good was a great part of my ministry, but we don't know anything about it. Matter of fact, I was gonna look, I tried to find a YouTube video, I was gonna show you some clips of her. So I typed in Pearl Good and Billy Graham. You know what I found? Nothing. Not a single video about Pearl Good. There was lots on Billy Graham, but nothing on her. I found a few articles where people talked about her in the midst of his, with him involved. But here's what she did. She traveled on her own to where Billy Graham was preaching and hid in the hotel room and prayed. She didn't go to the crusades. She didn't go hear him speak. She paid her own flight ticket, paid for her own hotel room and went to where he was preaching at and spent the entire time in prayer. And when she couldn't afford a ticket or he was overseas, she she went out of her way to find out the exact times he was going to be preaching, no matter where out in the world he was. And she prayed the entire time he was preaching. And so through her prayer, she was able to help his ministry along the way, I would think. Right? She gave up a lot and asked for nothing in return. She didn't ask for Billy Graham to, to pay her for her tickets. She said, I'm going to do this. I'm not even going to tell Billy Graham I'm coming. I'm just going to show up and do it. Right? Now, in her other life, the rest of her life, she was helping people learn how to pray and teaching them how the, how the process works and helping them learn the importance of prayer. But silently, without ceremony, she was giving her time to pray for Billy Graham and his ministry and for the people that would come to know him, or know know God through him. Her husband said that there were times when she would stay up all night praying because there was a, because he'd be, Billy Graham would be over in Europe somewhere and it'd be overnight. He would, She would stay up all through the night praying and then get up and do her normal stuff during the day. So the, if we serve God, right? So many people serve God with the quotation marks, right? And they do good things and people see it and they get their, their reward here on earth. But if that's what your goal is, that's what you're going to get. You're going to get your, your glory here on earth. And you're going to be missing out on some great kingdom thing that I can't even imagine what God's saying when he says that, right? When he says there's an, an extra reward in heaven, what could that be? One day we'll find out. And then it goes on and says, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. I know that seems impossible, right? Right? it's hard to, to go and do this, but I think the goal is is to serve God without gaining praise by man. Right? if you if you can get where your your left hand doesn't know what your right hand is, and that means the people around you don't know what's going on either, and that you're just serving. Right, and so the goal, the question is, is why are you serving? Well, I don't know. I just do what God tells me to do. Right, True service for God comes as an overflow out of your heart. Right, So it, it becomes a thing where we're not thinking about why we're doing it, we just do it. If we're thinking about why we're doing it, we're probably thinking for the wrong reasons. And it's so easily, Satan really easily pushes in, like, go do that, and they'll, they'll tell you thank you. Go share a message, and people will say, you did a great job. Right. You get more if you do this. you'll get this. but our goal should be to gain as little praise as we can for our actions, and ultimately give God the glory for everything. So that then comes up with a, another question that that I've thought about, and me and Brandy have discussed many times in our marriage as serving. If we're not supposed to be ceremonial about what we're doing, how can we tell what God is doing for us? Well, how do we how do we tell stories when God's doing such great things without being seeming braggadocious, right, and seeming like we're trying to gain praise for ourselves? We have to ask the questions: Why? Where is our goal in telling the story? Where is our goal in telling what God has done? Is it to make it may say I tell a story and the people go oh look you had such great faith in God and you did such a great thing or is it for God's glory to be shared so when it becomes about us and it becomes about gaining glory for ourselves we've crossed the line and satan's pulling us to it and we're no longer giving God the glory to everything and i've seen a lot of Famous people, singers, that they start off on this path of giving God glory. And they're worshiping God and they're sharing the messages. And then slowly Satan grabs them. It changes from giving God glory to I have to keep my name out there. I have to have better, better markability so I can more people can know who I am. And it becomes about themselves as opposed to being about serving God. While it may not look a whole lot different to the outside world, and what we see of that person, what's going on inside, that character aspect is changing away from where God had him at to somewhere new. And so we have to be very careful to keep that glory focused on God's glory and not attention for ourselves. But ultimately, I think this whole passage is about giving God all the glory for everything. Everything we do, everything we help people with, when we sing songs, when we share a message, when we just talk to our neighbor, when we help them get a car out of a ditch, or a car broken down the side of the road, or somebody's and we help. It can't be about us gaining glory for ourselves and expecting something on the earthly side, but rather just an overflow of our heart for what God has done for us. As we talked about last week with Easter, right? Our overflow should be the fact that Christ came, he died for us, that we can have salvation because he loved us. He did that to give God glory. And that's what he ultimately wants us to do also. So as we close, we want to remember what it is Jesus is asking from us. Right? Jesus is asking this whole sum of the mount is for us to do what? To become men and women, brothers and sisters, fathers and mothers not more obedient to laws, but to become men and women of better character, of godly character as he walks us through. That's his ultimate goal, is that we'll have a godly character that everything we do on the inside overflows of what he's done for us. And if we're not doing that, and it's all about us and gaining our own favor, then we're doing it wrong because we're honoring ourselves and not the God who gave his life for us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we...